Lord God, on this day, teach us what it means that you can do a fresh start in our lives when you answer us, when you answer us even in our cries of desperation. For we know that you hear, you care, and you are good. Be with us this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace to you and peace from the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You've probably all heard the old story about the guy that went out hiking one day, and he was hiking kind of fast through the woods, wasn't really paying close attention about the path ahead, and suddenly he went over a cliff, and as he's scrambling down this cliff, he reaches out and he grabs onto a bush and just holding on for dear life because it's a long way down and it was a long way that he fell. So here he is hanging from this bush, and he cries out in desperation, help, help, somebody help me. And he hears this voice from above say, let go of the bush. I'm not quite sure what to make of that. He says, who is that up there? And he hears the voice say, it's the Lord. Kind of ponders that a minute, and then he says, Anybody else up there? <laughs> yeah, it's a story of trust, isn't, isn't it? Trust in God's answer to our cries. Do we trust that what he says is really going to be good for us? Today we're in our continuing in our sermon series called A Fresh Start. And our theme today is A Fresh Start When God answers. We're going to be looking at a couple of Bible stories. The first one is a story from today's Old Testament reading where we heard about the prophet Elijah who met this woman who had been widowed and who had a son. Now, this is the same widowed woman that Elijah had met some time earlier during a time of severe drought. You may recall that Elijah came to the town of Zarephath in a time of drought. He had been directed there by the Lord. And he came to this woman and he asked her for a drink of water and for some bread. And as she was going to get the water, she turned and said, Well, I have, I have no bread. In fact, all I have is a, a little bit of flour and just a little bit of olive oil. And I was going to use that to make a last meal for myself and my son before we die. That's all we have. And Elijah encourages her to go ahead and take that flour and oil and bake bread and bring it to him. And they would all eat. He said to her, the Lord says the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry. So prepare some bread for me. Well, everything happened just as Elijah had foretold. The jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry. There was plenty to go around. So now it's some time later, and that same woman's son got very, very sick and died. And in her grief and distress, she said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? You know, we might initially think that's a rather 
harsh reaction by this mother, but if you've known anybody in grief or if you've been in grief yourself, you know that one of the elements of grief is anger, even anger at God. It, it's a part of it. And so this woman is no different. She's grieving. She's hurting the death of her boy. Elijah says to her, give me your son. And Elijah prayed over the boy, and the boy's life returned to him, and he lived. God answered with a big yes that day. Wow, you talk about a fresh start when God answers. It was a fresh start for that boy who got a new life. It was a fresh start for that mother who experienced the power of God even in the middle of her grief and her anger that God demonstrated how much he loved her. And it was a fresh start for Elijah the prophet because God answered his prayer in a mighty way. Well, it's an interesting comparison then with today's gospel lesson from Luke chapter 7 where we see Jesus giving someone a fresh start. Luke tells us that as Jesus approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out. So you got, the, you got the scene in your mind. A dead person is being carried out. And Jesus sees all of this taking place. The dead man was the only son of a widowed woman, we're told. So a grown man, a grown son, but the only son of a widowed woman. Now just imagine this woman's level of pain and grief. She had not only lost her husband, now she'd lost her only child, her grown son, the one who would take care of her for the rest of her life. We can only imagine the depth of her sense of loss. When Jesus saw her, Luke tells us his heart went out to her and he said, don't cry. And then Jesus walked up and touched the mat on which the body was being carried and said, young man, I say to you, get up. And the dead man sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. Wow. Jesus gave a fresh start to that man, to that widow, and to all of those people who were standing around observing all of this, who now had a fresh start and a fresh perspective on who Jesus really was. You know, when we take a look at these two stories, these two widows' stories, one from the Old Testament, one from the New, they demonstrate that God is able to do far more than we give Him credit for. Sometimes we sell God short on what we ask from Him. St. Paul writes to the Ephesians in chapter 3, Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. What have you thought was too big to ask of God? Is it time to ask? Is it time for a fresh start when God answers? But now, what about when God's answer is no? Or not right now? 
Can there be a fresh start in such a situation when God says no to your request or not right now to your cries? A number of us went to the faith and family night at the Diamondbacks baseball game back on August 24th down at Chase Field. We watched the ball game. Unfortunately, the D-backs lost. But the, the, really the pinnacle of the night was the concert afterwards, a concert by the Christian group Mercy Me. And what really struck me about that amazing concert was not just the music. It was when Bart Miller, the lead singer for Mercy Me, talked about some of his own life experiences that were really the reason for the writing of certain songs that they sang that night. And in particular, I was struck by the story about his 16-year-old son, who at the age of two was diagnosed with diabetes. For 14 years, he's been struggling with the effects of diabetes, and his parents sit helplessly by, wondering what's coming next. Bart talked about how he and his wife and family have been praying for their son all these years, and it seems that God continues to say, no or not right now. And he talked about how difficult that is. But out of that experience, he wrote a song called Even If. You'll hear it on the Christian radio stations often. I want to read the words of the closing chorus because I think these words are so powerful. It says, I know you're able and I know you can save through the fire with your mighty hand, but even if you don't, my hope is you alone. I know the sorrow and I know the hurt would all go away if you just say the word, but even if you don't, my hope is you alone. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Do we trust God even when he says no or not right now? And could there be a fresh start even when God says no or not right now? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Friends, God gives us a fresh start in our faith even when his answer is no or not right now. For it is a call to trust him no matter what. And that stretches our faith, and that gives us a fresh start in our faith walk. It's a call, you see, to return to the cross, the source of our hope and joy. Because there at the cross, God answered our puzzling question. God, how much do you love me? God, in the midst of my pain, how much do you really love me? God, when I've lost my loved one to death, do you still love me? And he answers it with the yes of the cross. This is how much I love you. I gave up my own son for you. My son Jesus died in your place, took the punishment you all deserved. And now, 
if you trust in him as your savior, you are forgiven and you have the gift of eternal life. There's a yes to our question, God, do you love me? It's all at the cross. And then God gave us the final answer to all of life's difficulties when he raised Jesus from the dead on the third day. Because Jesus' resurrection, you see, guarantees our resurrection on the last day. In the creed that we spoke in the baptism, we say, I believe in the resurrection of the body. That's talking about our bodies, friends. That on the last day when Jesus comes again, he's going to raise all the dead bodies back to life. And those who had faith in Jesus will be given glorified heavenly bodies that we will take into heaven with us and live with forever. It means, friends, we're going to be able to shake hands again, hug again, interact again, see each other face to face for all eternity. What greater joy could there be? Today's epistle reading was from 1 Corinthians 15, and that chapter is often referred to as the resurrection chapter, for it talks about not only Jesus' resurrection, it talks about our resurrection. I want to read just a few words from it again, where Paul says, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. And near the end of the chapter, it says, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Now you talk about a fresh start. That's the ultimate fresh start. Being raised back to life for all eternity. Our resurrection. And you see, for the Christian, the resurrection is the source of our eternal hope. It's what gives us that certainty, not just about this life, but about the life beyond this life. For we will rise to spend eternity with Christ and with all the faithful. Now, before I close this message today, I have one final thought. When we talk about God giving a fresh start, sometimes God gives people a fresh start when he provides his answer Through you and me. Let me say that again. Sometimes God gives people a fresh start when he provides his answer through you and me. I think that's what's behind Jesus' words in Matthew 5 when he said, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. It's a wonderful metaphor, light, that we shine the light and we are God's answer to the world as we shine the light of his love. Now, St. Paul uses a different metaphor in his writings to describe our influence in the world. He uses the metaphor of fragrance or aroma. Listen to the way he says it in his second letter to the Corinthians. He says, but thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us, catch this, through us, 
spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one we are the smell of death. To the other, catch this, to the other we are the fragrance of life. Friends, in Christ, you are the fragrance of life to the world. You know, the house of that widow in Zarephath was filled with the smell of death. But through Elijah, God brought the fragrance of life. In fact, Elijah was the fragrance of life to that woman. And you know what? You are the fragrance of life to the people around you as well. So let me ask you, whom do you know who needs a fresh start? And for whom might you be the fragrance of life that can bring that fresh start to that person? As I said, this coming Tuesday, we remember a very significant day, a day that was indeed filled with the smell of death. It was a national tragedy, but it was also a very personal tragedy for so many families and individuals. Again, our prayer vigil is Tuesday at 6.30 at the Mountain View campus. But I'm reminded that, friends, when we see someone it's experiencing a personal tragedy or, or even some other kind of challenge in life, that, friends, is our opportunity to be the fragrance of life to that person. Whom do you know who needs that fresh start from you? You know, perhaps it's just being there to comfort them or console them. Perhaps it's providing for their physical needs in some way. But always it's done with the message of God's love for them in Christ Jesus. A message that points them to a cross and to an empty tomb. Yes, sometimes God gives people a fresh start when he provides his answer through you and me. Remember, friends, we are the fragrance of life. When you leave today, we have a gift for you. We're going to ask that uh, we give one of these per family. We have a red, white, and blue air freshener. You can put this in your car or wherever you would want to put it, okay? Um, but think of this not just as an air freshener. Let this be a reminder to you that you are the fragrance of life to people. You are the aroma of Christ. Pick these up as you leave today, one per family, and let it be a symbol and a reminder of the impact that you can have in the world, one person at a time, spreading the sweet smell of Christ's love. Friends, God gives us a fresh start when he answers. And whether that answer is yes or no or not right now, it's still an opportunity for a fresh start. So are you ready for a fresh start? No matter the answer. Amen. May the peace of God which passes human understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.